Before we continue, a quick shout out to our sponsor. Weaponworks is a custom brand specializing in Cerakote, laser imaging, and custom retail goods. For years, they've been the go-to Cerakote shop for many firearms manufacturers that you know and love. They have just launched their retail line of -of out-of-the-box customized firearms and Cerakoted mags with a lot more on the way. Now, for our listeners... If you use the code PCFM, you will receive a limited edition Pop Culture Field Manual PMAG with a purchase of $100 or more at WeaponWorksLLC.com. Again, that code is PCFM at WeaponWorksLLC.com. What is going on, Pop Culture Field Manual family? We are here sitting right at that intersection of weapons, action, the military, and pop culture for your candy asses. Sorry, I had to do it. (laughs) Me and Izzy were going on our Dwayne The Rock Johnson kick right before we started rolling this, but that is perfectly okay. And you know what else is okay? The fact that we have a more than okay Patreon for you to check out. Folks, if you are not subscribed and you want more out of this podcast because you're just so enthralled and inspired by the words that Izzy and I say, (laughs) subscribe to our Patreon. You'll get access to full-length episodes as well as a hell of a lot more. Check it out, patreon.com slash podcast. Additionally, if that's not your jazz, but you still want to support us because you love what we're doing, go to Buy Us a Coffee where you can donate however much you want to the podcast. It keeps us going. It keeps the podcast growing. We truly appreciate it. So if you don't want to Patreon us up, buy us a coffee instead. We would really appreciate it. Additionally, if you want something tangible, you want something to keep you warm this Mm -hmm. winter, or you want some decorative interior decor, or just something to enjoy your morning coffee at that, we have a solution to everything I just stated. Yes, our merchandise, our Pop Culture Field Manual merchandise page, uh, you can access it through our Instagram, through the link tree in our bio. Check that out. There's some super cool stuff. I really love the hoodie. It's comfortable, and it's got our signature grenade signature grenade right on the back. It is killer. I wear it almost every day. I'm sure Israel does, too. Don't you? I do, Cameron. Yes. I, I love that hoodie. Actually, legit. No, I really wear good. it all the time. Oh, my God. Uh, it's good. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, nothing. It's not appropriate to say on the podcast. Um, uh, okay. Well, wow. I have something else I want to say. <laughs> what do you got to say? Dear mateys, welcome to this very special medieval episode. In today's swashbuckling show, Cam and I will set sail on the high seas and discuss our favorite medieval movies from times long past. Avast! It do be the most medievalist episode yet! I don't... I don't agree with what you just did it's medieval it's not pirate why are you doing why are you doing the most with the pirate accent oh uh i've got i'm sorry man i guess i just didn't know what a what a medieval accent sounds like i mean it it, it definitely is old 
but uh, I don't think they, you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what's with the swashbuckling and the setting sail? Oh, and, yeah. You know, well, all that stuff? Sure. No, I mean, I just thought, you know, I mean, people in the Middle Ages had to have gotten on ships at some point, right? I mean, yeah, very good point. Yeah, you got a point. Okay, good. So it's a perfect intro is what I said. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Moving right along. Just I, I don't want to spend any more time on that because I'm very confused. We but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, just good. Yes, folks, medieval times, and we're not talking about the dinner show extravaganza, which honestly has been a long time since. Have you been to a medieval times? Yeah, just once. Just once. It's Me too. Fun. When I was really young, oh, it is okay. super fun. Yeah, the only thing I remember is dragon soup, and it was just chicken noodle soup, but it was cool because it was <laughs> dragon soup. I love but it. anyways, totally off topic. Not really though, in the sense that we can that go, is we a can talk show. about it a little bit, you know, as sure. the show goes on. I mean, in California, where, I mean, I don't know if there's, like, medieval time, which is old, you know, night's dinner shows. Right. Other than, you know, right there in that very no, specific city and in Vegas at, like, the Luxor. It's nationwide, though. No, not Luxor. It's Excalibur. Is Medieval Times nationwide? Medieval's na- it's like a franchise, man. There's Medieval Times in, like, oh, you know, man. Milwaukee and Jersey and what, you know, like, they're all over the place. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm Googling this right now. That place. <laughs> And That's the pirate bad. show, I think the same company puts on the smaller venue. Yeah, I've been to that one too. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's a, uh, it's like the, it's like, I don't know, entertainment for the masses. It's just like fun, and it's like broad yeah. humor, and there's horses, and you get to eat your drumstick, you know, your chicken drumstick. Yeah, turkey. Oh man, yeah, they're they're all over the place: New Jersey, <laughs> Texas, California, yeah. South Carolina, Florida, uh, Ontario. They're even in Toronto. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, and they're in Scottsdale. Very cool. So yeah, you. <laughs> You know, if you're you know have a pulse, you probably know what uh, medieval times is. And if yeah. you don't, check it out; it's pretty cool. Or if you've ever they seen Cable Guy, this. they go to the medieval times in the movie Cable Guy with Matthew Broderick. Oh, Cable Jim Guy, Carey. yeah. Oh, that's an old classic. Classic, old. That is a classic. <laughs> old, very it is old, pretty old, old it is comedy. But we're not talking about Larry the Cable Guy, folks. We've wasted so much time just jabbering on. But I think you get the point of today's episode. Is he not going to list some? You know iconic or some of our favorites or just you know medieval movies that are out there that deserve uh to be talked about because maybe they're good or maybe they're just absolute trash we're gonna find out so is you want to start out with yes. what, what do you got here i got a strong shows? start cameron i'm i love this movie so much this it's one of those there's a few movies that have cemented my love for the fantasy genre and this one's like mm. classic fantasy this is excalibur from 1981. Sure. It, it's the classic story of the Knights of the Round Table and the Sword and the Stone, man. It's okay. like, you know, yeah. it's 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 King Arthur. It's, uh, you know, it's it's Morrigan and, and uh, what is it? Uh, Merlin. Sir Lancelot. Yeah, Lancelot. Merlin. Oh, it's the love triangle, you know, between Lancelot, uh, Guinevere, and Arthur. And it's just great. It's just classic, you know. Uh, it starts sure. kind of... Before it starts with uh, Uther Pendrag, which is Arthur's father, and how he kind of mm. curses his whole family with his lust, you know, after this one woman, uh, mm. you know, in that sense that that sows the seeds for the destruction of the kingdom later on. And then yeah. you have young Arthur, and he's mentored by Merlin, and he pulls the sword out of the stone, and he gets all his guys. They get the they get uh, the shining city of uh, you know Camelot. Camelot. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's it's high fantasy. It's wizards and warriors and magic and swords yeah. and. Uh, and uh, just um, knights, chivalry. It's got a great cast too. A, a young, very young Helen Mirren, who's still going at it like seventy years later. Uh, Liam Neeson yeah, as a her. young man. Who is that? Yeah, uh, you Helen Mirren. You who better is look her up, man. She's been in everything. I am doing right now. Uh, 
But uh, Patrick Stewart. Oh, this lady. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. And then uh, Nicole Williamson plays Merlin, and he plays such a great Merlin. He's like, got the booming voice, and I am Merlin, you know, and... Uh, yeah, sure. He he really sells it really well, and um, it's just oh man, it's just awesome. It's a, um, it's that classic you know fantasy. You know, fantasy the genre encompasses so much. But when I think of fantasy, I think of like kind of I guess you could say European fantasy. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the just tale of King Arthur and Excalibur. That's like I, I mean, we're probably going to talk about a different ver- multiple different variations of this <laughs> classic tale cuz you can't like think about medieval times and not think about the sword and the stone yep. or you know, can't, or the knights of the round table or even Camelot as a kingdom. Yep. Um which is, you know, I'm glad you started it off cuz I figure I'm just going to stay on track. Um right. actually it might be a long time since I or it has been a long time since I've seen Excalibur cuz I'm pretty sure I have. Okay. Um but I don't remember anything specifically about this because if it's a classic tale, it's a classic tale. Like I know it, I just don't know in this movie what's been highlighted. But you want to know about a pick that I did that's not the classic tale of King Arthur, which actually growing up was one of my favorite movies. Um, just King Arthur, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh King yeah, Arthur the, from yeah, two thousand four. Yep. Yeah, the, I love this movie because it is such a. I think it's such a good twist on the classic tale because you know in in the classic tale, he's meant for, you know, to take the throne and to be a leader and pull the the sword out of the stone. But in this movie, it has nothing to do with that. Like, King Arthur is an officer in the Roman army. Yep. And, you know, he's, a, he's, he's basically a slave to Rome. And, you know, all the knights of the round table were taken from their families as young boys to serve in the military until, you know, they've repaid a debt or they've, you know, earned their freedom. So they're literally slave warriors that they're under the command of Arthur who uh, is, he's, he has Excalibur he's for some reason. <laughs> well, it's like, because, so I think wasn't the, was the, the legend of King Arthur was supposed to be loosely based on a real person. And I think that was kind of what they were, they were trying to go for with the, the, the Clive Owen King Arthur. Um, mm. So it's like, it was, there was like pieces of history and lore that yeah. somebody at some point gathered together and kind of, you know, fancified, fancified, sure. you know, um, and made into the legend of King Arthur and the sword and the stone and all those kinds of things. So yeah. I'm sure it's a conglomeration as a lot of lore and fan fantasy is. It's yeah. like you put stuff together. Cause this one's more ingrained in reality and in actual historical. Cause like Merlin, instead of being a mentor is like an all time enemy. Of, yeah. You know, Arthur, cause Merlin is like the commander of the barbarian army that they're fighting or what are they called? The, uh, the Brutons or the, oh, I don't remember what they're called, but they like dress up like tribesmen and they're just like savages and barbarians. Yeah. Almost like Celtic warriors, if you will. Yeah, they yeah. Have, like, all the Celtic tattoos and stuff, but they're just like, you know, they rub dirt and they're old warriors. Um, but yeah, so like that, I love this like movie just because I wanted to be one of the, one of the, the Knights of the Round Table, Tristan. Uh, Mads Michelson's character yeah. was the coolest dude. I thought he was, you know, not as cool as Legolas, but in this, like, very close, <laughs> in my opinion. That's a high praise. Like, that is a very high. I think his character is so cool. The fact that, like, he has the eagle and he's like their scout and he's very quiet, but he's like a fierce warrior. Yeah. And I love how he has got, like, the broadsword. Yep. It's like a Chinese broadsword. It's not like your traditional. <laughs> And I think I think it splits in half. I'm not sure. 
if I remember correctly, does his broadsword split in half? I don't think maybe it does, but still, I I like loved his character. I wanted to be Tristan for Halloween one year growing up. Um, but yeah, I love that version of King Arthur. It's more ingrained in reality. It was kind of my first exposure to Saxons because uh, okay. I don't know. I, let's go a little historical here because I was uh, after watching this movie, I was under the impression that Saxons were the same as Vikings. But somebody told me recently that I was dead wrong. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So, folks, obviously I don't have time to Google this right now, and I should have did my research <laughs> before this, but I didn't. I know there are people out there listening to this podcast at this very second that are going to pull over because they're because you're listening to it in your car, and you're going to shoot us an email, pcfmpodcast at gmail.com, and you're going to explain to me the difference between a Saxon and a Viking, and whether they are the same thing, like I've been under the impression for all my life, yes, or that I'm just completely wrong. I feel like Great. they were people that like were in north from like northern England, like way way north England. Yeah, early 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 during the Roman times that like were up there and then migrated down. I mean, Vikings obviously came from like Norway and and Finland and Sweden, you know those you know, those kinds of places. Um, but I don't know when they settled, so it'd be good to know. It would be good to know. Okay, so apparently, real quick, Google apparently was it. That detail is just Saxons come from Saxon in Germany. The new Saxons migrated from Saxon, Saxony, along with the angels and jutes from the Danish peninsula in the 5th and 6th centuries to England. Saxons are not Vikings. Vikings Uh. came from Denmark, Norway, Sweden from the late 8th to the 11th century. Oh, so Saxons are before Vikings. Okay. Interesting. But I guess like in the movie, they like have the same, you know, armor and shields and, you know mannerisms because they just like you know rape and pillage i guess so who knows but okay that's interesting very interesting maybe save you guys the stop and just keep driving because that explains a lot (laughs) but yeah king arthur really cool movie uh one of my favorites of the medieval you know category but not my favorite but we'll probably get to that later Izzy, what's next on this list? Uh, next on my list is The 13th Warrior from 1999. 13th Warrior. Yeah, it's based on a book by Michael Crichton, actually, who also wrote Jurassic Park. This guy... Oh, no way. This guy was a dynamo, man. Michael Crichton died way too young. Um, Antonio Banderas is... He's a he's a Muslim from, from Arabia, I guess the general Arabian area, but he's exiled yeah. for falling in love with, like, the, the, the daughter or the wife of the of another man and he's exiled. So he's like traveling North and he meets with all these Vikings at a camp and they, then a messenger comes from the Northern homeland to say, there's like this mysterious evil that has like started to kill people in the North. And Mm. there's like a, a, like a lady, I forget it was like a, like a fortune teller lady, you know, and she says 13 guys have to do it. There's 13 men that have to go. And then all these other guys volunteer, and then the woman says, wait, the 13th warrior cannot be a man of the North. And everybody kind of looks to Antonio Banderas, he's like, wait, what, me? And so like, you know, you got to come with us now. And so he takes this journey into the North to go fight with these Vikings, and he like learns about them, he learns their language, and there's like animosity at first, but then he begins to like grow and fight with them. And it's just a really great kind of hero's journey for him, like a great arc for him. And all the Vikings, it was like such a great like... Like all these Viking dudes, each one had kind of his own unique personality, uh, especially like the that. king, you know, that that uh, is with them and um, the kind of the leader of their band. And so it's it's like one of those like ensemble pieces that like you enjoy every one of the characters 
And, yeah. and then, it, you know, some of them don't, not all of them make it. And so it kind of becomes like pulling it kind of towards the end. They're kind of getting killed off, you know? I mean, that's the whole reason why I loved the King Arthur, because each night of the round table yep. had their complete own personality. And they're almost all protagonists besides Arthur. You almost don't like Arthur in that movie. You like the rest of the crew. Like, you like Lancelot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lancelot's swords came in too, not Tristan's. Uh, now that okay. I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, that's super interesting. I do find it quite peculiar um, that Antonio Banderas is playing, you know, a Middle Eastern guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was Even back when you clearly. back when you could do stuff like that back yeah. then, you know. You mean, you mean back when like you can make movies like Highlander and uh have uh Sean Connery play the Spaniard and have no accent at all just to be Sean Connery as yeah. a Spaniard. Sean Connery could but, never be anybody but Sean Connery. Sean you know? Connery. Yeah. <laughs> and that's funny because the Highlander is on this list too, but <laughs> because that is a crazy medieval movie as well. There can be only one. Yep. Yep. But you couldn't remake that movie now. No, no, you definitely couldn't. Uh, I mean, you get, well, you lines. could, but you just have to get somebody who's actually an, an Arabic actor because they, you know, yeah, they don't allow for any kind of cross-cultural casting anymore. No, no, no way. No way, Jose. Not in this country. Um, but 13th, going back, sorry, totally sidetracked that. Oh, no, it's um, fine. It's fine. But 13th War, I actually haven't seen this one. Ooh, that's a good um, one, man. I would add that to the very long list that you have. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it is, which is funny because what movie did I watch the other day? Oh, yeah, I was on a plane. I only watch movies on a plane. Um, but uh, let's see. I was, I think I tried to watch everything, everywhere, all at once again. And no, I watched Bullet Train. That's what I did. I watched Bullet Train. Okay, and I actually liked it a lot. But that's totally side that topic. Too. That looks yeah. Like Bullet a fun Train is actually movie. really fun. It's very fun, and there's like a lot of witty, crazy characters, and it's funny. But the action sequences are good. I think you like it. Uh, but yeah, Thirteenth Warrior. I actually came across this one on when I was doing research for like uh, some of the movies on this list, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What is that?" Yeah. But I did this research last night, so I didn't have time to watch any like I usually do. Um, but no, I'll definitely add this one to the list. It looks pretty cool. Just like you said, if he, like, I like the movies that are centered around giving each character or warrior a specific personality. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, That's I'm all about it. Oh, okay. It I confirmed it. Just, I was doing some research just now. John McTiernan directed it. He also directed the first Die Hard movie. So great pedigree oh. with the director there. Okay. I gotcha. Oh, wow. Do you know what I just, you know? Didn't realize huh. that should be on this list totally. Huh. Beowulf. Oh, Beowulf. Very good one. Is that medieval, oh. though? Because, like, listen, I got a gripe I got to bring up, but we can let okay, you finish Okay, what classifies thought. medieval? Yeah, well, see, okay, it's it's the time period, right? Like, yeah. it's not, you know, medieval period is like a time, and, it, and if you go too far back, it's not medieval anymore. It's just like... I don't know if it's like ancient or whatever time period would you want but early I'm, evil because because listen yeah. listen I I so I I was doing some research and I was evil. looking at other people's lists to kind of jog my memory and like Conan the Barbarian came up a couple of times and that is not really um, that's not a medieval that's movie. not medieval that's okay, Conan the Barbarian specifically says the events happen after the seas drank Atlantis and before the rise of the sons of Arius, which even the sons of Arius are ancient history. So you can't yeah, like the medieval time medieval period is like the fifth century to like the 15th century. Okay. Yeah. So, so I have it right here. It says people use, and this has come from history.com. So, you know, it's fucking, you true. know, it's true. It says people use the phrase middle ages to describe Europe, 
between the fall of Rome and 476 CE. What's CE? Oh, it's it's how they got rid of Jesus and everything. It's the Common Era. It's BCE common before era? the Common Era and then CE or ACE after the Common Era. So you don't want to oh, say okay. BC, but it's because before Christ. And then and then AD is Anno Domini, which stands for in the year of our Lord, which is like all very Christian. So they're like, they don't want to talk about Jesus. So they call it BCE and then like ACE or CE, the Common Era, which is actually because the year hasn't changed. So we're still technically going off of the Christian calendar. So Christians still win. Okay. <laughs> I did not follow any of that, but it gets 476 CE and the beginning of the Renaissance in the 14th century. So anywhere between that time is the Middle Ages. So yeah, definitely Conan does not fall between that. But when did Beowulf happen? When, that's, see, that's Beowulf what I was is, an, is, a, is a legend. It's yeah, Beowulf not, is a legend, but like, yeah, Beow, yeah Beowulf, uh, Beowulf time yeah. period. Well, I mean, I'm sure the the pre- the poem itself is super. Oh, sixth century yeah. Scandinavia. You're good. You're good. Six, oh, it's we're good. Ages. It's middle ages. All right, yeah. Sixth century Scandinavian. Okay, yeah, it is middle aged. Right. <laughs> so, oh yeah, then let's talk about Beowulf because that shit is popping, man. Which yeah. one though? Because this has been told a couple times. You talk about the animated movie yeah. with Ray I like Weinstein. the animated. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's that was pretty a really, good. That's an epic. I yeah. mean, obviously, there's been so many variations of Beowulf. Yeah. If you if you grew up on Sci Fi Channel growing up, you've seen like every single one. And you know, um, oh, can I be interesting bit of trivia, Cameron? Uh, sure. uh, Anthony Hopkins, who's like the king in the beginning of the movie before he kills himself, he jumps off the, you know, once uh-huh. the curse has been passed, his body was obviously, that's not his body. So they scan somebody else's body to be like, oh, f- that's a fat body. I know the actor whose body was his, his body in that movie. What an honor. Yes. He, he could that's never take good. credit for it. Cause it was like a non-union, like a day of work. They just scanned his fat body. But, uh, oh really? Yeah. That's kind of embarrassing. Like, <laughs> that fat thing right there. That's me. That's my body. Good. That's my fat body. But they got yeah, hey, you got that, paid for it. That's cool. And I wouldn't put that under my IMDb. You know? <laughs> fat body but, of Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, fat body of Andrew Hopkins. But uh, no, I like the I like the obviously this is a fictional thing. But I'm as I've said in previous episodes, I love monsters. Right? Yeah. Anything that has to do with like monsters or fantasy creatures. Yeah. Um, I'm super like all about it so grendel's son and like grendel herself oh yeah um that was that was super cool i mean in the in the cartoon too the son of grendel was like terrifying you yeah know? he was all deformed and giant and just screamed all the time yep. and just ripped people to pieces like it was nothing um but obviously grendel and angelina jolie that was just like damn son yeah boy boner call the little boy boner police what are these that feelings was... that i'm feeling inside yeah i don't know yeah i'm tingling all over but uh <laughs> Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, the action sequences and I think like Beowulf, just like as an as a character himself, just super hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, he's, I mean, it was, you know, it was, just, it was you said it was Nordic tones. Yeah, yeah. He was like, Vi- it was a Viking yeah. tale. Yeah, Denmark, yeah. Sweden, yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, it was a Viking tale. So obviously, like, Beowulf encom- like encompassed all of the primary characteristics of what they thought, like, a king should be, like a Viking king should be, and he was. So he was just a badass, you know, man's man. He, he cut his own wood, made his own beef jerky type yep, of shit. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, Beowulf is just an epic tale, and, you know, it's going to be around for a long, long, long time. Um, but, you know, there's, like, variations of, like, through the same story, just in different cultures, because I'm pretty sure there's, like, in Germany, there's a story similar to Beowulf, oh, but instead of, like, Grendel, it was a dragon slayer. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure these these kinds of stories, this mythology like gets adapted, you know. Too, I mean, people even even accusations about like G- the Jesus Jesus Christ not being Jesus, like he's just like there's like ancient other stories about you know gods and stuff like that. They've all been debunked. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they've all been debunked. They, of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna say that outright. But um, yeah, but no, it's like yeah, they get they get told and they travel around, and then they get adapted to like different cultures and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a game of telephone. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is the only reason I bring that up is because the hometown that my dad grew up in in Germany was like the hometown of where that story like took place. Oh wow! So, like they have like a plaque where it's like this is the city of the dragon. This is like the home of the dragon slayer. Blah blah blah. And it's, yeah, there's a lot of rich history in Germany. It's super cool. Have you been to Germany? I've been through Germany for about eight hours. That was on my way okay. back from Iraq. Okay, but you've never... And so you just stuck at Ramstein yeah, or something. Ramstein, like, yeah. Though you didn't get to go out. But yeah, yeah, oh my God. That place is like a melting pot of just old shit. Like, if you like uh, old stuff, yeah. you go to Germany where's, and you were surrounded. Where's the castle at? That big, that that very oh. iconic, beautiful castle up on the hill. Well, first of all, when you say, where's the castle at? In Germany, (laughs) Germany's only made of castles. It's probably the Heidelberg Castle. Okay. Heidelberg Castle? Yeah, Heidelberg Castle. I mean, there's a there's a castle in Heidelberg. It's like, that's literally 15 minutes of where my family lives out there. Yeah. Um, But they got like this, it's like there's a river that runs in front of it, and like it's on the side of a hill, and it's really big. Germany is like castle, castle country. There's castles everywhere. Um, But yeah. But Beowulf, super cool. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about this one. This is, I mean, I got to cut some of these out because otherwise this this show is going to be like two hours long. But I got to yeah, get fine. this one on there. 1988, yeah, Willow. Best Willow. medieval fantasy movie of all time? Possibly. Like <laughs> You know, confession, I've never seen Willow. Oh, I know. a classic. Dude. I know of the actor because I'm before we got on this podcast i was watching narnia prince caspian and he's totally in there oh yeah uh, yeah no totally one of only a few kind of uh, uh short or you know dwarf actors that really kind of like made a name for himself warwick davis he was wicked yeah, warwick davis the little teeny uh uh little teeny um uh uh the the what do they call him the 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 guy yeah, i love your adjective the jedi little teeny guy Is a dwarf Is dwarf, dwarf? What Yoda? We, what's the yoda no, not Yoda. He's the furry guy. He's the 
Ewoks. Oh, Gee, Ewoks. my brain today. Ewoks. Yeah, he was the little Ewok Wicket. That was, and he was like twelve years old, so he was even smaller than he was when he did Willow. Sure. But Willow was great, man. Nineteen eighty-eight. You want to talk about diversity in casting, man? Like half that cast is is short people. They actually had a hard time <laughs> finding people for the for the village to be in the movie because they couldn't find enough short people. You know. Um, yeah, man, they should have sent me an email. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But uh, classic, another classic fantasy. It's it's heroes and villains. It's e- the evil witch, uh, Bavmorta. Uh, there's a prophesied child that is 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 supposed to be the one that's going to signal the end of her reign. Uh, the uh, princess Alora Dannon. And the moment she's born, her mom is in prison. She's born, and she has the mark. And then uh, a, a kindly handmaiden takes her away and sneaks her away. But then the handmaiden gets killed, and it's this classic Moses story where she puts the Alora Dan in a little basket. And the basket floats down the river, and then it's found sure. by Warwick Davis and his family, Willow, in this little uh, what are they called? Uh, Daikinis, they're called. Uh, that's which, his race. That's his race. They're the Daikinis. Da- There's the short one. Uh, the short people, uh, and so. <laughs> Oh no no daikinis are are daikinis humans? Oh okay. Um yeah 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 daikinis are humans and then his race is called something else I can't remember but uh anyway and then he's got it he's a hero's journey right? He wants to be a wizard but he lacks confidence in himself so he's got to take he just volunteers to take the baby out of the village cuz everybody's looking for it right you know and he tries yeah. to give it to he they come across Val Kilmer, man, who plays Mad Mardigan. It's one of the best roles that he's ever done. Uh, Doc Holliday from Tombstone. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. And he's like, he's an amazing swordsman, but they find him like he's in this like prison cage on the side of the road. And he's kind of a he's kind of a dirtbag, right? He's very selfish. Yeah, but sure. then he learns even in the course of the movie to kind of be loyal and, and be a friend to to Willow. And they have a friendship. And then Willow, in his own way, becomes, you know, starts becoming a great wizard. It's It's just awesome. It's got... You know, monsters. It's got it's got the evil the evil general Kale, uh, with his uh, you know, with his his skeleton razor sword. Man. Yeah, skeleton face man. Um, awesome, strong female roles. Like it's got it's strong strong females are all over this. You know, you've got uh, uh, Princess uh, Sorsha, you know, who has a love interest with Val Kilmer eventually, and she's awesome. And then the evil queen uh, is is awesome. She's the evil witch queen. And then even yeah, they have to find like this wizard uh, or this uh, this this sorceress. Um, uh, she's turned. She gets. She's like a. She's like a marmot at first. She was cursed, you know. And then they got to turn her into a human. She takes a couple different forms throughout the movie. But uh, I'm butchering it. You guys are yelling at your radios right now. Like it's that's her name. Say her names. You have know. you told me why you love this movie? Why I love like, this what movie? Is it because you like the strong female roles and you like the hero's journey? It's, what is it about Willow that makes it to you the best medieval movie of it, all times, as you stated? Right. As I stated, I mean, uh, so classic hero's journey, right? Classic like hero's we're journey. talking here of a thousand faces, like he starts in one place, he leaves, he goes on a journey, he gains knowledge, he eventually comes back. Um, great care, great acting, his acting, Val Kilmer, Sorsha, uh, Bavmorda, um, Oh, the wizard, the way, and then he's got these little little uh, brownies, these little elf dude or the little mini dudes that are like his companions. They're super small; they're like five inches tall. Um, so, so uh, you know, the story moves well. It's a well told, obviously well formatted story. Everything's like strung out really well. Um, great arcs for everybody. Val Kilmer has an arc. Sorsha has an arc. Uh, you know, 
Um, and then, you know, it's just like there's there's writing stuff. There's things that I, I'm not a writer, but I notice in um, movies that if they're in there, there's like basic elements that if they're in a movie, generally speaking, the movie is, is a good movie, you know, and all yeah. those elements are in Willow. Like it was directed by Ron Howard when he was really young. It was produced by George Lucas and oh, wow. he helped out kind of mold and shape the story, you know. Um, and there's just uh, fun set pieces and it's, uh, and, you know, a- a- exciting, you know, adventure and, um, a little bit of romance. And, uh, and then at the end he comes back and he, you know, he becomes, you know, he brings the knowledge back home, just like that classic kind of hero's journey type. So, and, and I've just, I, I think since from a young age, I've always been partial to fantasy, just like the mm. high adventure. And this is like a sure. perfect example of that. Big fan of you know always been a big fan of middle ages uh, i would always go you ever been to a renaissance fair yeah man i love the ren fair i went i went uh, just before the pandemic hit in 2019 i went for my first time oh, and yeah. then actually I this remember. year i went again yeah with the lady so no yeah i remember you telling me they had the big old one i've never been and i really want to go so good. um so yeah we'll have to go next year but yeah. yep, that's all i got for that but uh folks Hell yeah, we hope you enjoyed this list. Um, <laughs> what would you add to your list? Yeah, what would you add? Let us know at pcfmpodcast at gmail.com because our email is back up and running, back, baby. which is amazing. Yeah, we are back in the saddle. But we have a fan question, and this one is anonymous. Ooh, anonymous. Ooh. Uh, and they want to know, so if this was you, let us know. They would like to know, if you were stuck on a desert island with one movie from each major genre, what would those movies be? Oh, man, this oh, wow. is a terrible. Uh, so comedy, just, action, just, horror. Comedy, action. Fantasy, sci-fi, fantasy. rom-com, uh, I can't. Drama. This is going to be too long. I mean, you know, we don't have to do all the categories. You can give yeah, me like your top five. three or five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll do comedy, action, horror, fantasy, sci-fi. How okay, cool. That? Right on, right on. Okay, comedy. Oh, comedy. Let's see. Let me do action. There's if there's one movie that I never get tired of watching. Uh, I mean, Lady Hawk. I, Lady Hawk's going to take my fantasy. I love. I, okay. I, I would. I could watch Lady Hawk over and over again. Okay, Lord uh, of the Rings will take my fantasy because I mean, technically, it's one. It's a franchise, so it'd be movie after movie. You just movie take movie. all of them. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just say Lord of the Rings blanket statement. Easy sci-fi. Sci-fi. Easy aliens. Watch till the end of time. Okay, I will say Starship Troopers for sci-fi. Ooh, um, cool. Nice. Yeah, just because it's it's fun. It's a fun one. Um, horror. That is a hard one. Um, I'm not a big. I'm not a big horror guy. You know. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, does is, does uh, well, I guess the first Alien is a sci-fi, but I I put that in the horror genre too. It's like suspense, you know. Yeah, it would be a horror. I would yeah. consider that a horror. Uh, let me just move on to action. Then. Ooh, I'm gonna uh, do. Action. I do the Exorcist. I do the Exorcist. That's Exorcist like classic horror. horror. Oh, yeah. There's so many good horror movies out there. Uh, I like can't pick one off the top of my head. I'll just put one that scared the absolute piss out of me. Uh, I'll put Sinister. Is it Sinister? Okay, yeah. Just double check. Sinister. Yeah, I'll put Sinister on there. That one scared the absolute piss out of me. I remember. Um, we're just like this is like a. Uh, lightning round. Yeah, there you go. Um, action, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. I, I, yeah, that's that's totally legit. I would totally, I would do the Matrix actually. Okay. Yeah, Matrix, and then yeah, that can go either. Comedy. comedy. What do I never get tired of of watching? What's what always makes me laugh? You know. 
I love role models. I love honestly. I'm gonna put Step Brothers on there because I think it's absolutely Step Brothers is hilarious. And every time I see it, I can quote that entire movie and just die laughing. <laughs> I love just. Do you think? Uh, oh, the mask. I could do the mask all day. Man. The mask. Jim That's Carrey? random, but good pick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. mask, man. That's a good one. Okay. Good. Nice. Okay. I. <laughs> Well, that was that. That was way faster than I thought we were gonna do. But uh, all right, let us know. You know, also that's a fun one for you guys to play if you wanna. You know, pick those five topics there: comedy, action, sci-fi, fantasy, and what, what and horror. Send us your list. That we'd love to. You know, see what you guys. Yeah. See what you guys got. But all right, it is that time. Mm, what time is it? Game time, baby. Prime time. What time is it? <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Okay. Yeah. Game time, baby. And I am the game master. Oh. So, and I'm literally going to read this, and it's very, very appropriate. Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Chris wrote. Or at least a place that hell is adjacent. It's uh, This game is called, I don't even know what that means, Chris. This game is called Next Sticks and Stones May Break My Bones, But Swords Will Always Kill Me. <laughs> and I'm going to give you the name of a sword, and you tell me what's it from. That's it. Oh, super easy. Wow, nice. Cool. That's a uh, he's so good at coming up with games. He's so good. I know. Okay. But are you ready, my friend? Ready, so man. easy, give you the name of a sword for the warm-up, you'll get this one, but the Buster Sword. Oh, the Buster Sword, Where? that's from Final Fantasy Seven. Okay, perfect. Yep. Yeah. So you got it. You just tell me what it's from and I'll give you the name of the sword. Are you ready, my friend? Ready, man. Good warm up. Okay, here we go. First one. The Hattori Hanzo sword. Hattori Hanzo sword, that would be from Kill Bill. That's her sword that she gets from Hattori Hanzo. Very good. Easy. I think you're going to do really good on this one, man, honestly. All right. Um, But, okay, moving right along. This one's a little bit of an easy one, but you'll probably get it. Here we go. Round two, Sting. Sting. Oh, great. Classic sword. It's actually originally, I guess, from The Hobbit, but it's also Lord of the Rings. He gives it to Frodo. Yeah, there you go, man. You even you got both of them, so awesome, nice. sweet. Yeah, you're killing these ones. I have, I'm pretty confident you're going to do really good. Maybe until the end here. Oh, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but okay, here we go. Now we're getting warm. Now we're getting it. Now we're getting it. All right. Next one is the power sword. The power sword. The power sword. Gosh, the power sword. The power sword. I feel like that's a lot of different swords. It's not swords. The power you sword. You should. The power sword. You should get this. One I should get this. I one. believe you should because you have literally a personal connection with this. Oh man! Well, let me say if you're going to say I had an inclination, so let me just say He Man. It's his sword. There you go. Okay. Yep. All right. Cool. The power. Sword. I have the power. Yes. Yeah. The strongest. Was, if you got it wrong, universe. I was be like, dude, you literally have cosplayed this before. <laughs> that was my first instinct, so I, I should have gone with that instinct. So. Okay. There you go. Well, you got it right, man. All right. Okay. Again, a little little harder now. Next round, the ivory katana. The ivory katana. Golly. Katana, well, je- definitely Japanese, right? Katana. Ivory katana. Or is it? Oh, wait a second. But katanas are Japanese. They oh, are. Some uncultured swine. Yeah, is Kill Bill Japanese? You're right. But the Hattori Hanzo is Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the ivory katana, man. I'm drawing a blank, man. I, I don't know. Okay, Are you giving up? Yep. You say I quit? I quit. No, I'm kidding. Okay, <laughs> sorry. That was me. Mate. But no, it's from it's from Highlander. 
Oh, the Ivory Katana. That's is that Sean Connery's sword? I believe so. Let's or is uh, that? Yeah, he gets it from Sean Connery because he has it in the in the end. But it's because Sean Connery got his head cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sounds about right. Anyways, I'm, I don't have enough time to look that up. But yeah, you sound <laughs> right. Okay, moving on. This one is Long Claw. The Long Claw. Oh, Long Claw is um, Jon Snow's sword from from Game of Thrones. You got it, man. Hey. Yeah, I had no idea that this was an actual. He his sword was named. This is his uh, his Valerian steel sword. Yeah, right? it's given to him by the Captain Commander. Yeah, Captain Commander. Yeah, it's Valerian yeah. steel. Yeah. Okay. There you go, man. So you've gotten all these correct except for the ivory katana. Ivory yeah, katana. So you're doing really well. All right. Nice. We got a couple more left. All right. About four more left. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. This one is called Tasige. Tasiga. What? Say that again. Tasiga. Tasaga. Tasiga. 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. Saga. Maybe like the T S, like saga, like saga. T e s s a i g a. To Sega. To Sega. Wow. Dude, I don't know, man. That sounds like something I don't know maybe from like an anime or something. Uh I'm gonna have oh, to oof. I'm gonna have to take a pass on this one. I don't know. I mean you got you were in the genre. You got the genre right. <laughs> Go no, tell me what it is. Inuyasha. Oh, I haven't seen Inuyasha. I haven't either. That's like some that's some OG that's some stuff, ski. right? Yeah, that's some old ski, old school, old school uh, Yeah. Anime. Is that the oh yeah, I never watched this show. I was like, this is lame. Um but I don't know. Yeah, that's just me being judgmental. But okay. <laughs> Moving right along here. Let's see if you can get this one. I'll be surprised if you do. Ashbringer. Oh, wow. Ashbringer. Golly. Hmm. Ashbringer. Ashbringer. Hey, people name their swords. You know, some, I, I would hate to be the guy that named his sword something awesome and then like got killed instantly in battle. Oh yeah, yeah. And you just drop it. I'm gonna call yeah. mine. I'm gonna call mine Warriors, the Warriors Bane. And then like, uh then he's the first battle. Just Ashbringer. That I don't know. That that's I don't that does that doesn't ring a bell. I don't think I've ever heard of that one before. I'll be surprised if I've seen this. Okay. Well, it is a sword from Lord or I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it is a sword from World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Okay, that that I'm not surprised. I've never played World of Warcraft, so yeah, no, it's a it's a pretty like famous sword that is you know it has a lot of story behind it. I I don't feel like explaining it, but it has to do. But you could, which is why I respect. I could, yeah. It's basically you know I I don't even want to do it. It's it's a (laughs) lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It it's it has roots. Google it. Yeah, if you guys want to know, just Google Ashbringer Roots and go on Wowpedia, and it's like a four-paragraph explanation <laughs> of just where it ends up. But anyways, yeah, dude, okay, almost done here. You got two more. The next one is the Green Destiny. Green Destiny, this is the sword from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Dude, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I didn't even know what that was. Legendary sword. I loved that movie. That The, the special connection to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon that I have other than it being a great movie, is that was the movie that I went to go see where I fall, saw the first trailer for the first Lord of the Rings movie. And I was like really? so excited. Yeah, the hand grabbing the ring. And then like it shows them all, like it shows when it shows when they were going to be released year after year. 
it's like them all coming over the hill for the first time. Oh, it's so cool, man. Yeah. That's but anyway, Crouch Dragon Dragon, great. Green Destiny, the legendary sword. But it's not the sword, it's the person using it. That is true. That is true. All right, man, well, you got that one. Super impressive. But let's see if you can get this last one. Are you ready, good sir? Yep. Okay, and I hope I can pronounce this correctly. The Atlantean sword. Atlantean sword. Golly. Atlantean sword from the city of Atlantis. After the fall, when the seas drank Atlantis to the rise of the sons of Arius. Um, the Atlantean sword. Sounds like it's from a video game. But uh, that one, I'm not so sure. That one, I it doesn't sound, it doesn't ring a bell. I'm not sure. I give up. You give up on this one? Okay. Yep. Honestly, I didn't even know it was until I just Googled it to confirm. And the Atlantean sword is Conan the Barbarian sword. Oh, no kidding. I ain't kidding. Wow. Straight up, dude. Oh, wow. That's interesting, man. It is very interesting. Yeah, I had no idea that that sword actually had a name. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, right? well, is that's very interesting. The movie or the well, books, I wonder. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Man, I like, you know... There's so much lore behind everything Dude, in Hollywood and all these stories. Like, I had no idea. Uh, like, the Avery Katana, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. And then I learned Longclaw by Game of Thrones. But it might have been briefly mentioned. It's like those small details of, like, you know, names of weapons that you might just completely miss. Mm-hmm. But they have, like, roots. Like, the Ashbringer is, yeah, I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> there's a lot of, Next episode? A lot of wow lore. Lore of Ashbringer. Like, Max from Mass, and, like, there was a corrupted Lightbringer, but then, like, Tyrion, was it Tyrion or Uther Lightbringer, the, you know, cleansed it, and then he used it against, yeah, it's just fucking. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We got a little bit out of him today, folks. A little bit yeah, of wow readiness. Yeah, we got a little bit. That's okay. I have, you know, I have a reputation to uphold. But, folks. That is it for this episode Thanks of the PC Podcast. Yeah, Izzy, you can take us out, man. Oh, well, I, you know, I mean, I was just saying, hey, thanks, everybody. It's been uh, oh, no, a yeah. fun time. Uh, catch us on uh, new episodes every week. And if you want to hang out and get the full experience, catch us on our Patreon. Until next time, folks, cue music. What's going on, everybody? You just listened to the free version of the PCFM podcast. If you want full-length versions of podcast episodes, plus much, much more, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash podcast. That is right, Israel. If you want access to this full episode, you have to subscribe to the Fuzzy Private tier, which is our cheapest tier on Patreon at $5 a month. But if you are interested in a little bit more, We also have the Salty Sergeant tier at $8 a month and the Lifer tier at $12 a month. So hopefully we will see you there, PCFM family. Cue music. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.